The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. But right now, I want to turn our attention to the UK because after several days of silence, the Prime Minister Liz Truss has been out and about on the media today, both national and local, defending the mini budget. Take a little listen yourself to how she got on. People were facing bills of up to £6,000 this winter for their energy. Uh, We were facing very high inflation and an economic slowdown. And I and the Chancellor have taken decisive action to deal with that. Yeah, but Pro- Prime Minister, with respect, that so is we the get same scripted answer you've given going. to every BBC local radio station this morning. You've got the Bank of England stepping in now to try and clean up a mess. A government has caused that has never happened. And I we're think that was the right more thing in mortgage. to do. We're that going to is... spend more in mortgage fees under what you've done based on the predictions than we would have saved with energy. I don't think anybody is arguing that we shouldn't have acted on energy. Can you guarantee to my listeners this morning that their pensions are safe? Well, the Bank of England does a very, very good job on delivering financial stability. That, and that that, that's is exactly not an answer, Prime Minister. Can you guarantee yesterday? that people's pensions but I want are safe? To, well, the Bank of England do that and they do a very good job of it. Yeah, Liz Truss uh, on different radio stations around the UK, both local and national today. Matthew Paris, former Conservative MP, is with me now. Matthew, are you reassured? No, it's not very convincing, is it? That awful silence. I thought there'd been a mistake in uh, in a, your connection with me, so to speak, and, and the whole thing had gone dead. <laughs> uh, the, the, and in a, in a sense, uh, th- that interviewer was asking her the difficult questions, but on the whole, because she spent the day doing local radio stations. Local radio stations want to talk about local issues and they want to ask about their listeners' worries about mortgage and that, that kind of thing. And, and, and of course, she wants to reassure them not on mortgages, but she wants to reassure them on gas prices, energy prices and all the rest. But the intricacies and the arcane things about uh, the international market, the International Monetary Fund, uh, the government's borrowing record, the, 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 the futures of, of, of gilts and things like that do not really come into the discussion with local radio. And whether she'd be able to answer those questions, I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's pretty worrying. What is your assessment then of the mini-budget, the decisions made in the mini-budget and the fallout from saying... Well, it was terrible politically, uh, not least because of cancelling, scrapping the 45 pence uh, top rate of tax. It's very good news for me. It's very good news for a a lot of people who are reasonably well off. But the politics of that were were dreadful. But I think the economics uh, as well of of presenting a a mini-budget that implies a huge extra borrowing and at the same time stopping the OBN, the Office for Budget Response, OBR, the, the Office for Bu- Budget Responsibility, from publishing their own assessment has really spooked the international markets. So it, it, I think it was bad technically, it was bad economically, it was bad from the point of view of the IMF and international finance, but it was also terrible politically. No, nobody really what it cares very much about a one percent reduction in the standard rate of taxation when they're worried about whether they're going to be able to pay their mortgage or whether their house is going to be repossessed. I mean, is there a way out of this mess, or what is the way out of this mess then for Liz Truss and her Chancellor? The only way out 
really would would be for a, a U-turn, uh, for, for them to cancel the mini budget and, and come back with uh, something that reassured international markets. But I don't think they're going to do that. It's not in her nature. It's not in Kwasi Kwarteng's nature. And it is also true that a, a, a new prime minister who comes to the country within a few days of becoming prime minister with a budget and, and then immediately has to withdraw the whole thing is probably going to have the skids under her anyway. So I imagine that her reasoning is going to be, we're in this so deep now, there's no point in trying to wade back and and just see what happens. Uh, How do you interpret the decisions? I mean, do they speak to uh, a kind of financial ineptitude or a kind of a financial ideology? It's both. Uh, I would say ineptitude because I I don't really believe in this trickle-down economic stuff. I've got President Biden with me and with most of us on on that. But but there is uh, a branch of of economic reasoning and a branch of, of Tory philosophy that believes that if you just cut taxes and you just cut regulations, the economy will just roar away. It's the Singapore on Thames sort of uh, thing that that, that they believe in. And and, and that's a kind of faith. Well, faith isn't always wrong, but there's very little evidence this time that faith is going to prove justified. I, 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 you know, I saw some people online suggesting that uh, some meeting had taken place between Liz Truss and Quasi Quartang and and hedge fund managers in the days leading up to the budget. And because they shorted the pound, it was evidence of insider trading. I, I, the response from some was, well, a much more plausible uh, explanation is that those hedge fund managers walked out of the meeting, looked at each other and thought, this plan is so idiotic, we should short the pound. Well, there's a, a picture on the, I think, the front page of the Times today of of uh, Kwasi Kwarteng's meeting with senior bankers, and, and that it's a picture that uh, is worth a thousand words. There's Kwasi Kwarteng in full flow, looking thoroughly confident, bullish, bouncy, and there are all these stony-faced men and women sitting around him, looking at him as if they thought he was absolutely crazy. Where are the wise old owls in the Conservative Party then to steer Liz Trust in the right direction? Well, some of them have been thrown out of the Conservative Party. <laughs> Kenneth Clark, Dominic Grieve, a, a, a lot of very, very good people. David Gork, um, they've all gone. There still are lots of sensible people in the Parliamentary Party. They have been entirely or almost entirely left out of her government. So had she tried to sort of bind the other side of the party, what you might call the centrists of the party, bind her into her government, A, they would be now defending her and B, they might have steered her off some of the more e- extreme policies that she's decided to follow, but she hasn't done that. And and so th- there is seething discontent within the parliamentary party, but no senior voices yet to give voice to it. But is, is that only a matter of time? I would think it is. You see, only 50 Conservative MPs actually voted for her in the first round of the leadership uh, contest. Uh, so th- there's only 50 for whom she is or was the first choice. Uh, there is enormous unhappiness at the moment. There's something approaching incredulity, something approaching contempt amongst many of the MPs. Their problem is, do they want a general election now? And they almost certainly don't. It would be a terrible 
Time for a general election just after Sir Keir Starmer has had really rather a good Labour Party conference. So they'll need to devise a way of replacing her without a general election. It can be done. And I have a feeling that over the weekend ahead of us, you're, you're going to see quite a bit of manoeuvring going on behind the scenes. Um, the, the, the idea then that the way out of this is is a economic U-turn and possibly a political U-turn in terms of maybe welcoming some of those people into the foot. I mean, short term, that might, might help. It, it utterly undermines her authority, though, doesn't it, in the long run? Well, that is that is the problem. If you announce yourself as some kind of a, an ideological and um, economic prophet and say the things I'm doing are going to bring us untold riches, but not quite yet, and then within days of doing it to the... Uh, incredulity and jeers of the uh, of the international market and of the banking community you completely do a u-turn you've you've lost your credibility as a prophet as it's only as prophets it's only as true believers it's only as people who have an idea and realize that it may hurt for a little while but it's going to work it's only in that role really that she can any longer commend herself to the the party and it, it's how she did during the leadership campaign for her now to say that was all wrong, I was wrong, I think undermines the the main plank of her appeal. So when you look a little deeper into the crystal ball and a bit further into the future, I mean, is this kind of the inexorable slide into opposition for the Conservative Party? Is this kind of major to Blair uh, repeat? I think it's the inexorable slide into opposition regardless of what happens, even if, as I hope someone like Rishi Sunak were to take over and the markets were to stabilise and uh, the the immediate crisis would be over. I think there's a sense in in Britain that the Conservative Party have been in power for a long time and they've run out of sensible ideas. They're getting desperate and Liz Truss and in his way Boris Johnson were a measure of that desperation and it's probably time for them to take a rest and I think that's the likely outcome of the next general election but but who knows. Has, has, has that manifested itself in kind of Joe and Josephine public and particularly around this so-called red wall that turned blue during the last election. Is there a sense there amongst the people that, you know, it's time for a change? Well, I wait to see the the polling, but I have not heard in many conversations with many people, a few of them members of the the, uh, the Westminster bubble, most of them just local people around here where I live in Derbyshire, I have not heard anybody defend the mini-budget. I've not heard anybody defend the cutting the top rate of taxation. And I've not actually heard anybody who's very excited about a 1p cut in the standard rate. Everybody is worried about their costs, about their housekeeping, about their mortgages. When, 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 when somebody is so hobbled politically, people then look further down the track at the next jump or steeple coming to, to wonder if that is where they will fall. W- what is the next thing on the agenda for this? Is it, is, it, is it the Assembly? Is it Stormont? Is it the protocol? Is it local elections? Is it the actual budget? What, 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 what could see her end? Well, a while ago, I would have said it was the protocol, but I imagine, given her other problems, she's not going to start a huge row with the European Union now. And I I imagine that that can maybe kick down the road for a little while. I would have thought it's the, the promised statement on the 23rd of November, where 
Kwasi Kwarteng is going to say more about spending, more about fiscal policy, and when the Office for Budget Responsibility is, is going to be able to make an assessment and publish the assessment. They've made an assessment already of this many budget, presented it to the government, and the government refuses to publish it. But 23rd of next month, they'll ha- of, of, of November, they'll have to mm. publish it, and I think that's going to be a really, really torrid time. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is never a good sign when the government does not publish uh, no. its own advice <laughs> about its own budget. <laughs> anyway, yes. Matthew, uh, always a pleasure. And we will talk to you again soon. Uh, I hope Matthew Paris, conser- former Thank Conservative uh, Party uh, MP. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.